it's time to hear a word from the Lord. We can't say we start late. No, it's a part of the celebration. We had the praise and worship. We never want to edit out the spirit of God. Amen. So don't be so watch conscious on this celebratory day. Every Sunday is a celebration, but particularly not only the Lord today, but we celebrate our mother. So don't be watching the clock. We're a little beyond our over our normal time just on this day. Amen. If you would turn to Exodus chapter two. Exodus chapter two, beginning at verse one. Genesis, Exodus chapter two. We're going to read verses one through ten. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, NLT. Exodus chapter two, verses one through ten. New Living Translation. Let's have a word of prayer while we're turning before we. Father God, we come before your presence once again in Jesus' name just to say thank you. Lord, we thank you for allowing us this another opportunity to gather together in your name. I thank you, God, for each and every one, every home, every family that's represented here on this day, the Lord's Day. And it also includes this Mother's Day celebration. Thank you for family that's here, personal biological family. Thank you for my church family. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have a church to be able to come together to worship you in spirit and in truth. With that being said, God, perhaps someone here, someone viewing social media may not know you in a personal way. So, Lord, we ask that even now you would convict, convince, and convert Get glory, praise, and honor to yourself. Speak a word to someone today, God. Some mother, some father, so somebody needs to hear a rhema word, a specific word from you today. We thank you, God, for being God all by yourself. We say yes to your will, yes to your word, and yes to your way. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray with thanksgiving always. Amen. Exodus chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Verse 1 starts the NLT translation. About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw, you don't want to miss this, that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. Verse four, the baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. And soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. And when the princess saw the basket along among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. And when the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. 
And then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Y'all don't see what's going on here. Take this baby, verse 9, and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, verse 10, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. I want to talk around the thought, the idea, there's so much in this. this, this passage is pregnant with truth, but we only can talk a little bit about it. I want to talk around the thought, the subject, the idea, a mother's trust in God for her children. A mother's trust in God for her children. Today is Mother's Day, and we have the joy of honoring our moms, our mothers on this special day. Some of us, including myself, our mothers have gone on to be with the Lord and uh, it's a still a special day, but sometimes it brings a little sadness. Amen, somebody. You never forget your mom. Am I right about it? And uh, for many people, it's a day filled with all kinds of emotions uh, because of the special relationships that we have with our mothers. And let me say this before I go any further. The things that we complain, those of you that have mothers that are living, the things that we complain about our mothers right now, when they're not here, you forget about all that. All you start remembering is what the good things are. Don't let your mind get focused on what she didn't do, this, that, and the other. Your mom is special. I'm going to talk about it, man. She'll go down for you and with you. When nobody else will. You better hear that. Uh, it's a special day for sons and daughters who have mothers. Special day for husbands. Amen. Or future husbands whose wives or girlfriends are mothers. As a matter of fact, it's a special day for grandmothers. And other women who have embraced sons and daughters as their mothers, as their children. And notice in this passage, or pertaining to this passage, and I looked at it, you know, uh, you gotta do diligent duty, you study and you say, Lord, what would you have me to say? What should I, uh, what should I take out of this? What do you want me to say to your people? And you need to understand there's some adjectives that describe the specific qualities that come to mind when you think about a mother. There's some specific things. In other words, mothers are, for one thing, loving. Secondly, mothers are, here we go, protective. Third thing, mothers are strong. Now don't get about lifting up bags of groceries. No, I'm talking about another kind of strong. Amen. You tell me, my mom always got me doing the work. I ain't talking about that. Understand, and I'm in and out. I hope I'm still being. Should I use this? Push it up. Amen. 
Amen. Understand the first adjective that describes a mother, we already said, is the word loving. And loving in its most basic sense is the emotion felt and actions performed by someone, in this case a mother, who is concerned for the well-being of her child. Understand that love involves affection, compassion, care, and here we go, self-sacrifice. Mothers know about sacrificing. If I don't hear nobody else, I ought to hear a mother talk about how she sacrificed for her child. What we won't do for our children. A mother will love her child or children even when they're wrong. Although she doesn't like what they may have done or what they might be doing. Do I have a witness? You still love your child. In other words, when we try to articulate a, a mother's love, we described it with adjectives like, here we go, unwavering and unconditional. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right about it? Yeah. I used another word. The second word was protective. Adjective that describes a mom. There's no greater warrior uh, or protector of her child than a mother. Hello, somebody. You can mess with me, mom said, but don't mess with my child. I wish I had something. You, you, you can talk about me, but don't be talking about my child. Do I have some mothers up in here? You, you, you look, bother me. I might, listen, I lost my mind. I might even let you push me. I said I lost my temporary. I, I might, you accidentally bump me, but don't you accidentally bump, push my child. Amen, somebody. Uh, moms are protective. In many cases, mothers are far more likely than fathers to describe themselves as overprotective. Moms, come on, you, you can be overprotective. Amen. And, and, and somebody even said that moms can be overprotective to the point that they uh, give in to their children too quickly. I, I, how many mothers have said, I know my mom said it to me. I ain't doing nothing else for you. You out. You on your own. That was her 20th time. You out of here. I ain't on nothing. Matter of fact, my mother's up in the hallway. I got family and my sister here. She was going to jack me up in the hallway. I had a nerve to put a stance on. 12 years old, took a stance and like rock back. She said, you going to rock back dead, buddy. Mom had a look in there. She said, look here. I brought you into the, I'm taking you out. Dads ain't the only one to take you out. Moms will take you out of here. Amen. Amen. Uh, there's a third word I used here. I said a mother's what? Strong. Uh, a strong mom stays positive for her child. Listen, even when things go wrong. She knows it's part of life and that she is strong enough to get through this. A strong mind knows what's best for her child, even if they don't understand what's best for themselves. Hello, somebody. My mother used to say, what is it? I'm psychic. What did she say? I'm psyche or something. Grandma, yeah, I'm psyche. I used to think she was 
had connection with that. I wasn't saved then. I thought she was with the mysterious forces from the universe, you know. In other words, she, she was telling me, what you think, what you doing now, I done been there and done that. I know what you're doing. You come in with this lie, this, that, and the other. You can't put that stuff out there. I already know. Then she said, I'm psychic. That's what that man already know. You can't come in with this lie and all this other stuff. A strong mother will always make decisions with their child's best future in mind. Am I right about it? A strong mother is, it, it, it displays tenacity. She's in there. She's hanging in there. Every child, every son or daughter needs someone who they feel they can put their absolute life into their hands. A mother is that person, y'all. Hello, somebody. But even more importantly, don't miss this. No one, I said nobody, has more influence than a mother who puts her trust in the Lord for her children. With all of that other stuff, it's more important to put your trust in the Lord for your children. Am I right about it? And with that being said, I want to share with you this morning a positive challenge to the mothers who can shape the hearts and minds of future generations. Remember, I'm talking about a mother's trust in God for her children. And I want to send a word of encouragement to some mothers. Out there, I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Listen up good. For any mother whose child or children has gone astray. It's a word of encouragement. Lord dropped this in on me when I was preparing this. Be encouraged mothers. Never quit. Even when you feel like it. Maybe your child traveled down the wrong path. And is sitting alone in jail right now. Perhaps your child you've been working for them. And with them in school. And they just can't pass that math. You know, somebody has something that they can't pass. Y'all remember I told you when I was in seminary working on my doctorate degree and one of the requirements in order to complete the degree, the program, you had to uh, uh, take a Greek class, G-R-E-E-K. I said, how am I going to take Greek? I can't even do English good. Can't talk good about some Greek. It was a wall. But guess how I got over? The Lord. What was a wall for me, God says, you ain't got to climb it. I'm going to move the wall out the way. He fought with my mind. He took me to a level that I could get enough to understand. And guess what? I did well in that class because you still had to maintain a certain GPA in order to go to the doctorate level or the past. And I maintained. But I know it wasn't me. Anybody know that you know some things that ain't you? It's God all the way. Because after I took the Greek, I went back to do the alphabet and I said, what is it? Y'all, y'all, somebody in school, you know what I'm talking about. I could go back and learn it all over, but I had to say the alphabet in class all through. And I had to do it and I did it. And then after I graduated, I said, come on, just for uh, exercise. What's that? I, I forgot it already. 
Uh, mothers, don't give up. Don't quit. And don't take the easy way out. A passage came to me this morning, early. Psalms 139. Verses 6, 13 to 16. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to tell you. In Proverbs 139, most of us are familiar with Psalms or Proverbs 139. Uh, I believe it's probably, it might be Psalms. Psalms 139. That's what it is. Tells us that while God created us, he did so in our mother's womb. Am I right about it? Mothers are special. They create life and mothers make sacrifices for their children every day. Am I right about it? Do you not know, now I'm just asking a rhetorical question because it's enough. You know how expensive it is for, it's expensive if they're not in school. But don't you know, you find out how much your child needs, particularly when they're in school? Costs everything. Everything. <laughs> uh, let me move on. I don't talk too much. All right. Mothers are special. They create life and make sacrifices. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God has promised that his word, listen, will never return void. That's good news, somebody. Because you ever get sick and tired of praying and don't think like praying is doing anything? I've been there. Anybody other than me? I prayed and I'm saying, only a few of you, all y'all, okay. Don't lie before God. You ever prayed and got sick and tired of praying because it didn't look like God was answering any of your prayers? I've been there. God says his word will not return to him void. Makes lets us to know we can, uh, he has our, listen, he has an intention for his word and it comes from him. And every word God gives to us is purposeful and is given for a reason. Can I get a witness? Philippians 1 6 says, He has promised that He will complete the good work He started. His word is always faithful and true. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your trespasses trans to one another and pray for one another that you here we go may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much in other words sometimes you have to fight for your child from your knees y'all better get that if you don't get it. sometimes the fight for your child must be at your knees before God, I don't bow, I don't kneel. You need to bow, you need to kneel. Amen. Pride will tell you, yeah, well, I can pray. And you can pray sit, standing up, sitting up. You can pray while you're driving. You can pray without kneeling. But the, when you get an opportunity, somebody ought to fall down. Don't care how long you've been praying for your child, don't give up. There was a testimony of one wayward daughter who said, if my mother had resigned herself to my fate and quit and shut down on me, I would not be, she said, the living testimony to the saving grace of Jesus Christ that I am today if my mother had a quit on me. She said, I'm so glad I was a knucklehead. 
My mother had to go upside my head. She had to put me out. And then let me sneak in what I thought in the back door. Down in the basement. Like I don't know. I did that one time. I called myself running away. I can't tell all my business, Nisi. I called myself running away. I ran away. Let me, it's going to be funny, but I, I will say, I'm running away. I'm gone. They, I'm out of here. Went to my friend's house. A couple of them, you know, this friend, he stayed on the porch to 10. He said, man, I got to see you. I got to go in. Wait a minute. I went to another guy, a boy of mine. See, he, he got sense. He's staying home. I'm running away. He hung out with me on the porch at about 12 a.m. Sister Mary, and I wanted him to stay up all night. I'm running away. He said, I ain't running away, man, but I got to live. I got to live. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. He put me off the porch at 12 a.m. I'm running away, right? I'm out there on the street, 52nd Street. Dark, cold. I'm running away. Guess where I went to? I knew how to go in through the yard, pull the screen, go down the steps into the basement, and it was a pile of clothes, Nisi, in a room. I opened a little room and went in and covered myself up with the clothes. I was running away. My mother told me later, I heard you when you took the screen off. I heard you when you tripped and almost fell down the little step thing. I heard you when you clicked open the door. I ran away. My mother had a sense of humor. She said, this dummy. She didn't beat me up. She had mercy on me. Because I smelled the bacon cooking early in the morning. And I went up and she wasn't afraid. Here comes that, I mean that brother. You know what she called him. Mothers, don't quit. And in our text this morning, let me hasten. We're looking at Jochebed. All right? Jochebed was the mother of three famous people in the Bible. She was the mother of Moses, the deliverer of Israel. Jochebed was the mother of Aaron. That was Moses' brother, the first high priest of Israel. And she was the mother of Miriam, Moses' sister a prophetess, a poet, a singer. All three of them were siblings. Aaron was three years older than Moses and Miriam was probably about 10 years older than Moses. Now understand, because somebody said, I didn't see that in that verses one to 10. I'm glad you noticed it. Jochebed is not named in this passage, but she's named in two other places in scripture. In other words, if you were to go, you get it down, you write it down, you go look at this. Exodus chapter six, verse 20. NLT says, Aram married his father's sister, Jochebed, and she gave birth to his sons, Aaron and Moses. It says, Aram lived to be 137 years old. And then if you switch over to Numbers chapter 26, verse 59, y'all want to get this. It says, and Aram's wife was named Jochebed. She also was a descendant of Levi, born among the Levites in the land of Egypt. And it says, Aram and Jochebed became the parents of Aaron, Moses, and their sister, Miriam. It's in there. Jochebed, some say Jochebed. 
means honor or glory of God. And this mother, she certainly honored God with her life and with her faith. I'm talking about a mother's trust in God for her children. And we already know it's not easy raising children. Am I right about it? It's not easy for some people to trust God with your children. Y'all looking at me like take them halos off, phony stuff off. There's sometimes we didn't pray to God and sometimes we don't say I'm not trusting God, but we just don't trust him like that anymore. We start trying to make uh, decisions and maneuvers because we seem like we want to help God out because God taking too long. Jochebed trusted God with her son, Moses. There's times when I have to be reminded God is not moving fast enough so I think in ministry and in my life and I, I, I don't say I doubt him and I start making contingent plans until the Holy Ghost convicts me and says, boy, what you trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your way, acknowledge me, God said, and I will. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will. I will give you direction. Might not be maybe the reason you ain't got directions because you still doubting me. Uh, it brought tears to my eyes when God has to convict me sometimes. Say you preaching to the people. You better believe what you're preaching. Preach what you believe. Am I right about it? I want us to look at three important lessons and then we'll be done from this passage. Three important lessons that I want to share with you. First of all, number one, y'all with me? Trust the Lord yourself. That's number one. In other words, you have to have a personal relationship with the Lord first. You got a lot of, not in here, not out there, you got a lot of parents that send their children to church. Why don't you bring them and sit yourself down with them in church? In Sunday school. In the other classes. Oh man, I know y'all don't like this preaching. Sister Wade, will you give me an amen so I'm not Listen, it ought to be filled. Where the young people? Don't tell me you don't have no young people. Don't tell them to come to church and it ain't no priority with you. If you don't make it to church, what you gonna tell them? They got hypocrite stuff. Uh, trust the Lord yourself. Means a personal relationship. Am I right about it? Exodus chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 is there. It says about this time a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Listen. She saw that he was, listen, a special baby. And she kept him hidden for three months. I said you have to trust the Lord yourself before you can trust God with your children. Am I right about it? Jochebed's personal faith in God, listen, in the first two verses of this chapter, it lets us to know she became pregnant with Moses during a difficult time. Is anybody listening? The Israelites were slaves in Egypt at the time. Pharaoh had told, y'all listen to this, had told the Hebrew midwives to kill any of the Hebrew boys. As they were being delivered. When you're helping them to deliver, if it's a boy, kill them. When the midwives refused to let them live, 
Pharaoh issued a new order. Exodus chapter 1, you want to jot it down, you want to take it. Exodus chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, New Living Translation says, And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. I'm going somewhere, y'all. The, then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Throw away newborn, every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. So imagine how Jochebed felt when she learned she was pregnant. I don't think they had, what do they call it when they tell it was a boy or girl? Y'all know what it was. Ultrasound. They didn't have ultrasound back then. She knew she was pregnant. And she knew what the edict was. It was a boy, you know. They didn't have the ultrasounds and all that stuff. And then the day of delivery came. And she, got, she gave birth to a boy. Jochebed is a good example of personal faith in the Lord. Listen. In fact, she along with her husband are listed in Hebrews 11 among the heroes of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. Y'all don't mind getting Bible. This is, this, this is, this is what we're talking about. Uh, Hebrews eleven twenty three says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Two aspects of Jochebed's faith, I gotta hasten, that led to her hiding Moses after he was born. Somebody at least need to hear this. First of all, she saw that Moses was no ordinary child. Don't ask me how she saw. Sometimes we talk, look, God can speak to you to let you know there's something special about your child. That's why the enemy wants to take them out so bad. That's why the enemy persists in getting them. Because they know of your child, they already know God will use that boy or girl. And the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy him. And he wants to mess them up, drug them up, all that stuff. But don't give up, mothers. That same boy, that same girl, that could have been dead 10 years ago. God said, I'm going to keep them because they're special. She wasn't afraid. She knew no ordinary child and she wasn't afraid of what the king said. In other words, we're supposed to obey the laws of the land, but not if they go against God's word. Am I right about it? Psalms 139 13 to 16 says you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together. Here we go in my mother's womb. We just talked about that. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. She saw that Moses was no ordinary child. I don't know who God is talking to, but you need to understand. Care what your child is or how lacking, don't give up on your child. There's some something special. Listen, I, I don't want to take, I'm glad my mom didn't give up on me. I was hanging all out, getting drunk at 12 years old, all kind of crazy stuff. 
She could have given up on me, but she didn't. Oh my God, y'all don't understand. I was in trouble hanging out in the hood. Let's move on. I'm so glad she saw something in me. Am I right about it? She knew the Jacobed to obey God rather than man. Am I right about it? I'm talking about a mother's trust in God for her children. Let me move on here. Second thing. Trust and give your children to the Lord. I said after you've learned how to trust the Lord for yourself, number one. Trust and give your children, here we go, to the Lord. That's what Jacobet did. Exodus chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 we read it says but when she could no longer hide him she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch she put the baby in the basket and laid it along the reeds along the bank of the Nile River the baby's sister Miriam then stood at a distance Watching to see what would happen to him. Can you imagine giving up your three-month-old baby? Do you know how much trust of the Lord you got to have to do that? Three months old. Can you imagine that? After nursing your child, after quieting his cries in fear of discovery for three months, after rocking and holding your child at night, can you imagine giving up your child, not knowing what would happen. But understand, Jochebed had done all that she could do. And now she needed to, here we go, trust God by giving her child to the Lord. To the Lord. Mothers, have you given your children to the Lord? I know you prayed for them. Have you given them to the Lord? It's never too late to give your sons and daughters to the Lord. First Samuel one eleven says about Hannah. She's another one that did that. She made this vow: O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, y'all remember Hannah's story? Then I will give him back to you. The Lord blessed you with a son or daughter. Get that child back. We hold it on and cushion it. Give that child back. Who gave them to you in the first place? Because there's some women that can't have a child. Am I right about it? Give that child back to you, she said. She said he will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. I'm going to preach something on that hair with Samson coming up. It wasn't in his hair. I'll leave that with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, you wear long dress. It ain't in your long dress. Come on, because you don't wear them bang, bang earrings. It ain't in your earrings. You know. <laughs> you think you hold it because you don't do your hair. It ain't in your hair. Let me stop. Y'all got to come and listen to that son. Your children are always in good, loving, protective, and caring hands with the Lord. Am I right about it? You got to give them to the Lord. Back to the Lord. 
And the Bible says when the princess opened it, she saw the baby and the Lord, the baby was crying. She felt sorry for him and said, this must be one of the Hebrew children. God makes a way out of nowhere. The mother took a chance putting this child out there and wound up. Somebody said, well, don't you think that the baby's mother, uh, that, that, that she needs a, some midwife, somebody to take care of? Don't know you giving the baby right back to the mother to care for her child. When you trust God, God will work it out beyond your mind. We keep on trying to figure it out. God said, you can't figure me out. Do what I told you to do. Get up. Bring your child to church. Bring yourself to church. Don't drop them off. You drop in and sit down with them. Uh, I'm hastening on here. Exodus 2, 7 and 8 says the baby's sister approached the princess. Y'all read that when you go home. Jacobet gave gives her baby to the Lord and God gives him right back. That's the point. As I hasten to close, not only trust the Lord yourself, not only trust your children to the Lord, but thirdly and lastly, raise your children in the Lord. I said, give your children two minute ago. Now, raise your children in. Y'all missing this stuff. Exodus 2, 9 and 10. Verse 9 says, take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. Listen, I will pay you for your help. She broke before all this. She doing it God's way. She getting her baby back and gonna get paid yeah, yeah. to take care of her own child. Yeah. So the woman took her baby home and nursed it. Verse 10 of uh, Exodus 2. Later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Well, let me close this thing. Understand God's sovereignty and how awesome and caring for you and I, God is. Do I have a witness? Anybody know that God cares for you this morning? Anybody in here know that God cares about your concerns even right now? Don't fool me now. Does anybody know that God will make a way out of no way right now? Uh, Jacobin got a baby back. She got paid to take care of her child. Uh, she had plenty of time for her to teach him about the Lord. Am I right about it? You, you got to live and allow your children to see you worshiping God. I don't know who God is talking to this morning. Do your children see you praying? I ain't talking about when you didn't pray, but now, do they see you praying? Do your children ever, ever see you on your knees? If your children got a mom and daddy that's together, do they ever see them praying together? Children got to see something in the house. Am I right about it? They got to see that you practice what you preach and preach what you practice. Am I right about it? She taught her child about the Lord. Am I right about it? 
all of this happened because God always has a purpose for every mother and her child. God wants to use you and your child to honor him and to bring him glory, praise and honor. Remember Jochebed knew she had limited time with her son. God will give him to you temporarily. But you got to raise him, give him back to him, and let God use your son or daughter. Am I right about it? Somebody told me recently that one of my granddaughters, when she gets a little older, she's going to move. Where you say run somewhere? Seattle. I didn't want her to move past the age. That's selfish. But I got to remember my granddaughter, your daughter, your son belongs to the Lord. And where he says she should go, that's where you got to let him go. Pray for him. Am I right about it? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not turn from it. How do you raise your child? Teach them God's word. Bring them to church. Pray with them and for them. Am I right about it? Make sure they know that you know, that you know, that you believe in the God that you're telling them about. Am I right about it? Give them to the Lord. Let them praise him. Don't be embarrassed. Praise him. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Somebody prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. Had me on her mind. Took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. My mama prayed. My grandmama prayed. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. A mother's trust in God for her children. 